Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. As they come toward the uh, 600 metre mark, and Sizzling Sun now being collared by Tick Tock Tick Tock. Mashani menaces out wide, being hard ridden to keep in touch now. And they were followed then by Female Officer trying to angle off into the clear. And Mr. Larrabee's trying to find room between them as Tick Tock Tick Tock and Kristen Swaffer straighten up. They've got about a length, a length and a half. Mr. Larrabee, Jay Doolan now in hot pursuit, gets to the centre of the track after Tick Tock Tick Tock. Female Officer runs on. Sizzling Sun's a spent force halfway down the straight though. Kristen Swaffer and TikTok TikTok are hanging on. They're in front. Female officer is trying hard, but TikTok TikTok wins the first. Second will be female officer and Mr. Larrabee third. They get the others. That was the first race last Saturday at Innisfail at the tab meeting and starting off a big day for the Trevor and Peter Rose stable with TikTok TikTok saluting for Kristen Swaffer as you heard in the call there from Bluey Forsyth. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab rounding up all of the country news. Lots to talk about today considering that last weekend we lost just about everything. Uh, Bundaberg was called off on Saturday morning with all of that wet weather that was coming through central Queensland and heading down towards the Burnett coast. Wandoan, uh, the cup meeting there was casualty of the wet weather as well. We had that news come through Friday as we did about the Springshaws and Patrick's Day meeting but they still managed to hold a very very good program there. Uh, well a uh, phantom meeting that we'll hear about on the show this morning. Uh, we lost the uh, Bar Calder meeting last weekend but that's been transferred to this coming Saturday and in turn the dominoes have fallen. That means that Longridge gets pushed back a week and even as far back as last Wednesday they called off the Mount Isa program and postponed it a week with the amazing amount of wet weather up in the northwest of the state. So it's been an amazing and, and crazy sort of week, but still lots to talk about on Bush Beat today. And as always, helping us do lots of talking is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Amazing weather and great weather for those areas that have got that beautiful rain. And uh, good to see, Tony. A lot of those meetings called off very early and plans put in place like Mount Isa. Uh, that move put in place very, very quickly. And uh, the Longreach Bar Calden one, uh, Bar Calden being the grass track, the grass track in the outback meant that it would recover a lot more quickly than the clay track at long reach so uh with the cooperation of the clubs uh they took the uh, bar Calden meeting to this saturday and um, long reach goes into the gap that's there the following week so good to see that cooperation but tony one thing we like to spotlight things on Bushbeat uh this year and you mentioned bundaberg being called off well we would normally have jared wessels coming on to do the reporting on there but what a great moment for this young 24 year old to be uh, in the right place at the right time when Emirates Racing Authority came calling and he ends up on a plane to uh, Dubai on Thursday. Yeah, didn't have a lot of time to pack a bag and find his passport from what I gather. Probably lucky that he had his passport already current and everything like that because I know yeah. there's a massive waiting uh, list to be able to try and get everything updated post-COVID and everything like that. And, yeah, straight on the plane and uh, straight into calling things. I think I heard him doing Jebel Ali on Saturday night. And considering it was a whole heap of colours and a whole bunch of names that all sounded the way the same way with a bunch of Zs and Qs and Ws in their names, uh, he did an amazing job. I, I thought a couple of races that I was 
having a, a look-see at and just an amazing experience, uh, let alone the, the possibilities and the, the doors that it could open for him. No time for jet lag. I believe he had Alan in on Friday, Jebel Ali on Saturday, Shajal, uh, sorry, on, yeah, Saturday and Sunday, Shajal, and I believe that maybe this Thursday, Abu Dhabi, but, yeah, the doors could open because uh, that season finishes, I believe, April 1. And uh, he's based over there, the Len. So congratulations, young uh, Jared. He always reports to us on Bushbeat, of course, calls those Bundaberg uh, Greyhounds and Bundaberg meeting. And uh, great to be able to spotlight that this morning. Congratulations, young man. We were getting all set to, uh, as I say, uh, when we're checking in on the timeline of how things fell over with all of the wet weather, we're all set to uh, head off to Bundy for Saturday, but unfortunately the wet took care of that. And it was a little bit of a concern earlier in the week when they'd had something like 265 mils of rain uh, leading into Saturday's TAB program at Innisfail, but I'm sure the Rose Table were very, very pleased the meeting went ahead. The track raced absolutely beautifully. I think they started as a heavy eight at the top of the day. And uh, normally when we check in on all of the North Queen Queensland news. It's our NQ correspondent, but this time we can say congratulations, co-trainer Peter Rowe, joining us on the show this morning. Good morning, Pete. Morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, good morning to you, Peter. To take a cricket term, Pfeiffer, uh, that's what happened at Innisfail on the weekend for the Rowe training establishment, and I take it, uh, well, obviously, the training establishment has been only joined together for a short time, so it's, it's a first for you. Um, a marvellous achievement. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. It's um, most definitely the first for Dad and I as a team. He's he's done it once before, and I think by myself, my highest was two in a day. So to get five together and with um, some really honest horses who were really deserved of wins was was really good. And I tell you, halfway through the day after we won three, I said to Dad, I said, can we get four? And then we got the fourth one. I said, can we get five? And he said, oh, I don't know, we're pushing it. And then I thought out the last, I thought Love Express was there our best chance out of the last two. And when he got knocked over in the last couple of strides, I thought, gee whiz, it's all up to Tracy, as we call her, touch of barley. And I was sharing no confidence going into that one to get five, but she um, she put her best foot forward and, and won quite convincingly. So it was, it was a really good day. You mentioned Dad having done it a couple of times. Do you recall where that was, Pete, where Dad's done it before? He's done it just once at Cairns. Um, we had... Dad got five. I think Sonia rode four of them. And I, I think Braden might have rode one of them that day. So it was a long time ago, but um, I think it was a non-tab meeting that day. But this is definitely definitely the highlight so far. Five winners on a TAB day. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. As we heard at the top of the show, Kristen Swaffer with a double, including TikTok, TikTok, and then Paparazzi Rocket later on in the day. Kristen actually picked up a treble at the program, winning on plagiarised for, for Dean Piccolo. And good to see uh, Pietro Romeo back in the winner's circle uh, with a couple there as well. Touch of Bali, as you mentioned, the last for you, and Bella's in command for Ray Moller as well. Uh, the the other thing I was going to ask, Pete, was uh, how was the, the confidence between the, the stable uh, partnership as you're heading to the races? Uh, you quite often think you've loaded up the truck. We might have a couple here that are going to be handy today. I don't know that you would have thought you'd have won five, but were you looking, you know, thinking, well, we've got two or three here? Look, we went down. Uh, obviously, we had a lot more runners in than we normally would take on a road trip. We had 11 runners in the Svale and we, we nominated a, a few extra because early in the week there was talk that if Innisfail was too wet, they may have transferred to Cairns. So obviously for us, 11 runners at home is not a huge deal. We've had we've had that quite often. But when they um, said they were going to push on to Innisfail, I said to Dad, I said, well, if we can get them all there, let's start them. And we ended up having to scratch Minius. Um, she didn't draw the best, and I thought, well, 11's enough. So 
we went down there and we, we were confident they'd all run good races. But if anyone ever says they're going to the races and we're going to get five winners, they, you know, I don't think too many people would ever do that. But we weren't surprised that they won, but we weren't going there saying they were going to win, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Innisfail is one of your favourite tracks too. I know you've commented quite often on Bushbeat and uh, what a marvellous track to withstand that rain. But you went in pretty confident in the first, uh, the benchmark 55. You had the odds on favourite. Now, this tick-tock, tick-tock that we heard win the race, um, since coming to the stable, and I, I will ask you shortly, there were three ex-John Mansman winners in your five, I noticed, uh, there. And there's a story behind each of them, and I'm sure there is with tick-tock, tick-tock. But um, he's had nine runs for the stable between you and Dad and uh, three-thirds at its last three. But I'm sure it's one of the gallopers that would have enjoyed that heavy ground at that point. Uh, you're obviously expecting a good performance there. Yeah, she's she's been a funny mare. The first prep with us when we got her off John, she was at the end of her prep and, you know, we, we were probably a little touch greedy. We'll go one more start, give her a break, one more. And then in the end, we just decided, no, let's put her out, brought her back and she's a completely different animal. She's full of life in her work and wants to be there. And um, we keep her fresh. Obviously, she's bred to run a trip. She won a maiden over 2,400 metres. and We don't have that type of racing up here. So she does a lot of light... Basically, we train her like a sprinter and it seems to be working. She's happy. She's that type of mare that with her rating where it was before the weekend, she struggled to get into her own class races. So we've had to step her up and... She's run third in an open, third in a class six. So back in the benchmark 55, we went there pretty confident with um, Kristen on and getting in at the minimum. Um, and, yeah, she, she won really well. She deserved that win, and it was good to see uh, Mum and Cliff a little on her, and, and Cliff was down trackside on the day, and it was really good to see her get a win. She deserved it. Female officer, she was as game as ever in second. And Mr Larrabee, I tell you, if it, if it ever gets away cleanly from the gates, that mm. horse will be winning plenty of races up here. As we know, Peter, it's not always beer and skittles when you're talking about racing. It's not always the, the champagne end of it all. And sometimes if you're not the Lord Mayor at the front of the parade, you're the night card at the end, as my dad used to say. What happened with Elantro, the favourite in the uh, the maiden plate in race two? Yeah, he just got put out of the race at about 10, 15 metres into it. He, he jumped a little bit tardy and, and we thought 900 would be as short as he wants it and we're quite surprised when he come up so short. But obviously he's an impeccably bred animal and... We thought he'd be very competitive, but he went two strides and got his legs taken out from underneath him and over 900. Once the horses in front had momentum, it takes a good horse to catch them. And he was doing his best work late. But, yeah, we went from, from, from the Kings to the to the pits there and thankfully mm. bounced back pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you would have been fairly confident, even though the odds suggested uh, not with $7 about loud noise. Now, this one was first up since October, but the spirit of boom, six wins from 37, always been a very consistent performer. A uh, bit of a surprise over the 900 um, to get up, Pete? Oh, look, he's, he's definitely got plenty of ability. We went into Cairns last week pretty confident that he'd run a fair race, and he decided to throw muster on the way to the gates and was a late scratching, so... Um, thankfully nothing came apart out of that and we were pretty confident again at 55 kilos there was going to always be plenty of speed with Willie of the Glen, Cupid's son and that they, he just began well, Adrian said he never was in doubt really um, he's, he's a tough horse and, and when he gets into a dog fight you definitely want to be on him, he, um, he doesn't like getting beat so um, it was good to see him win he's a, he's a lovely old horse he's, he's done a fantastic job for the stable since joining us and um, I think there's plenty of wins in store for him. He's just a, a tough old campaigner, and I think that's that's what you need this time of year up here.
You're able to get a little bit of a break when race four came along and have a siesta and a ham sandwich before coming back into the swing of things uh, into race five. Ramble and man, this was a nice win for Chelsea. Oh, I tell you what, I wasn't confident going into that. He was an absolute pest in the tie-up stalls. He's he's a bit of an enigma, the old boy. He, he can be your best mate, and then some days, and John and Jade Water, some days he'll just be an absolute pain in the behind, and he, he was doing exactly that in the tie-ups. I said to Dad, I said, this thing's going to go terrible. He's a muck leather of sweat. But obviously, that's how he races best, and I led Chelsea up in the yard. We did about three donuts, and... I said, hold on, he's going to tow you to the gates and off he charged. And <laughs> same thing, he just got into a dog fight and, and Lowburn last is no slouch. She's got plenty of ability and like up the straight, it was, they were head and head the whole way and you could just see the old boy with his ears back. He didn't want to get beaten. Like he, it surprised me he was $12. He, he ran really well in Cairns last week, but just the 1400 and got between first up and second up really seen him out. He was right there to the 200. So we did not much with him for the week, back to the 1100. Um, you know, Chelsea's, in my opinion, one of the best riders when she comes up here. She's as honest as they come and, and really rated him well. And, um, yeah, it was heads up, heads down until about 10 metres from home and the old boy kicked the gear. So it was really good to see him win and a really good bunch of owners in him. So um, a few of them were there and a few of them were screaming in the pub down up here in Cairns. So it was, it was good <laughs> to see him get home. Yeah, Peter, he's he's the second of the ex-Johnny Mansman uh, runners, and John and Jade, of course, were on course. But I, I reckon they would have been quite wrapped uh, with the third of uh, their ex-runners in Paparazzi Rocket, which is one that was a home bred for them that you've you've picked up. I think it was on Bloodstock auction. But um, you've been very patient with Paparazzi Rocket, this four-year-old by Beldefy, and I think there'd be a lot of emotion involved in that win in the maiden plate that uh, when Kristen uh, Swaffer booted at home again at big odds. Yeah, look, she's she, I, she's my project. Obviously, Dad and I are combined now, but she's one I picked out. I missed her in the first lot of sales when John had a big dispersal sale, and she went down to show home in Gatton. Things didn't work out, obviously, down there, and um, she went online again, and I picked her up for $600. And I love horses like this that, you know, she her form in her first preparation on paper was not ideal, but when you watch her replays, her run... Her first ever race start was at Birdsville. She went enormous out there. Um, and then, obviously, you know, young Philly didn't handle the, the backup travel to Mount Garnet. And John put her in the paddock. And then, obviously, when he had the big dispersal sale, sold her. And I just, I like the look of her. Um, you know, by a Dallas Spree Stallion out of a, a winning mare, she just looked like she needed time. And when I got her up here, she very flighty for the first, I reckon, six weeks of the preparation. I couldn't even leg a rider up. I had to climb one like we were at Pony Club. And then all of a sudden, the switch flicked, and she's just an absolutely beautiful mare. Um, and we've done a lot of hard work, I must say. You know, full credit goes to Chloe and Lucy, our work riders, because without their patience, she wouldn't have lasted more than a week. Like, they were happy to climb on her every day off the fence or, you know, hop off hop on the ground. I tell you, if it was me or, me or Massa, that wouldn't have happened because uh, I ain't getting on no horse from the ground for us. But the girls were, were <laughs> flexible enough and happy to do it. So um, they deserve full credit there. And it was a 10 out of 10 ride. Kristen took luck out of the equation because I reckon two of the five runs she's had for me, she probably should have finished in the top three and just like got put out of the race halfway up the straight. So I said to Kristen, you do you. I'm not telling you how to ride. She's riding really well at the moment, Kristen. And... She said to me when she began so well, she wasn't going to get hung up behind traffic and just let her do her own thing. And halfway up the straight, she, again in a dogfight, and 
just found another gear and I was really excited and it was really good. Obviously Jade Jade was there, she bred her, her and John and that was it was a really good day and she's owned by the family and a few of our staff and it was my cousin's first ever winner as an owner, so it was it was a really exciting day. Always uh, great to see those kind of wins like that. Yeah, you love to hear about those sort of ones. I've got to give credit to the track because, as you said, there was some doubt earlier in the week and the meeting was perhaps going to be transferred to Cairns, but starting the day on a heavy eight, by the time we got to the final event, we're up to a soft five, and this is what happened in the last race. So to the 400 metre mark, they come to the home corner and dominant Rose and Rose of Athens, the two Roses straightened up in front. Going up, Queenslander is having a bit of a crack in the middle. Chris Goodbye's getting a split and touch of Barley starting to storm home down the outside with Jason Tarley right across the track here. Rose of Athens now, touch of Barley. Touch of Barley the outside, grab the lead. Touch of Barley got home. Touch of Barley got home to beat second, possibly Jason Tarley. Now, Rob, I'm sure you would have taken the all up. Tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> paid a dollar sixty on the on the tote. Loud noise was eight forty. Rambler man was eight ninety. Paparazzi rocket eleven dollars ten. Touch of barley forty seven dollars forty on the wind tote. If you don't mind, a starting price of sixty one dollars. I, I tried to put it into my calculator. It broke, so I had to try another one. Sixty two thousand nine hundred and thirty four dollars. The five leg all up. If you don't mind. <laughs> I'm sure Pete got on there, so he's got money for the March yearling sales uh, coming up next Monday. Uh, Peter, what a way to finish the day. And I do believe the Riches Racing Group was in that. I see Cam Riches uh, celebrating at uh, one of the hotels down there in Brisbane somewhere and uh, maybe handed out the tip for this. Touch of Barley, uh, $61. Did you give it any hope? Look, I, I'd be stupid if I said I thought she could win, but she's got any amount of ability she is just an absolute head case and same thing I, I she's been in work well, probably three months now she's been on the track i reckon half a dozen times i do all of the work in the pool and on the we have a six horse walker she trots on that all the time and the key to her is just to keep her happy and on the saturday i said to dad and then complete polar opposite to rambling man they'll stand side by side he was being an absolute fruitcake and she was just standing there asleep I said, uh, I said, if she's going to do anything, today's the day. And to be honest, right up until scratching's time, we were 50-50 whether we'd take her down there because she drew barrier nine. I thought, you know, it's a heavy eight. By the end of the day, it's going to be a slosh pit. Thankfully, with the fine weather, the track dried out amazing in Innisfail. Deserve full credit there. They presented it beautifully. And when they went to the gate, I said to Pietro, I said, it's up to you. He goes, oh, do you mind if I try and get cover on her? Because she can be quite an erratic mare in her races. I said, mate, you're on the, on the back. My family, we own 90% of her, Cam and Gary, and 10% share. And um, I said, you ride her how you like. You've had her sit on her. You know, the other day in Cairns, although she ran last, she was in a benchmark 70, and here we are back in a class one. And he said, no, nah, I'm going to get cover on her, and we'll just see what she can do. And, and he did exactly that. And, gee, she let down good. Um, she can over-race really fiercely in her races, get her head up high. And she did for a couple of strides down the back when speedies, but... Um, Pietro did a fantastic job and you know it was great to get a winner with him we've had quite a few cracks and that's his first winning ride for us so he was over well. the moon and I tell you what I was pretty over the moon too because my partner I owned 70% of her and she was cutest so it was, it was a good payday <laughs> Well, you've, you've answered the question you will be at the sales next on uh, next Monday Tuesday by the sound of that I physically in person won't be there unfortunately I've got work commitments but um, 
the uh, website will be rolling and we've got a couple picked out. So. <laughs> Tell you, one one of the winners, even though it wasn't yours on the day, the other winner there, you'd be pretty rapt to see Lord of the Light come back uh, two from two at the track. But this horse was first up since the Country uh, Cups in December behind Echo Point. So it's good to see he's back on the the trail of success again and uh, a good campaign ahead for the Ricky Ludwig train, Lord of Light. Definitely, and he came off a really hot speed. They went really fast in front, uh, front Peter the Piper and Love Express at a good speed. And I, um, I was actually not there to watch it. I was in the swab with paparazzi rocket waiting and waiting. And When they straightened up, I thought, oh, gee whiz, Love Express kicked clear. I thought, we're home here. And then you just see Lord of Light just going through his gears. And, you know, to win first up over 1,200 metres, gee, he's going to be in for a good prep because the further the races go, I think the better he'll get. So, um, of the day, I reckon he was a very impressive win. And obviously, going back to earlier, plagiarised, I think it is going to be a really, really really good horse in the north like out of fruit one winning mare platelet like it's impeccably bred it wasn't a 900 meter horse and it comes out and beats that field by five and a half lengths so you know i think there's were some really good winners and i suppose we we better give roth uh Bellas in command not roth and bell Bellas in command a shout out to another north queensland bred horse um dorso has been very patient with her and she's only pint sized and um she really toughed it out, had a plenty of interference in the first hundred, nearly got put through the outside fence by one that jumped out underneath her and she still managed to pick herself up and win. So, you know, although we won five, I think the other three winners on the day were really deserved of winning. A wonderful wrap-up of what happened there with the TAB program at Innisfail on Saturday. Before we let you go, Pete, how many on the truck to Mariba this weekend? I think we've got probably half a dozen nominated. Um, it's, we, we like going to Mariba, but it falls, you know, in between... The week of two tabs, we had in the style tab and then Cairns tab. So, a lot of our owners love going to the races in Cairns and Saturday meet next week. So, we'll have I think half a dozen or so for Mariba, and then gee whiz, I don't want to count how many we've got next Saturday in Cairns. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven horses at the racetrack. I think only two of them may not have earned some prize money. Pete, five winners. You're in the cricket uh, books now with the five for. Congratulations to you and Dad, and uh, hopefully you will pick up a good one on the uh, the website on Monday, Tuesday, and we'll look forward to more great results for row racing in far north Queensland. Thank you very much, guys. Great to have Peter Rowe with us on the show today. As I said, Rob, we normally get Pete on as our NQ correspondent, uh, but to be able to get him on to go through and dissect that program and put the spotlight on that in this file card was great. Uh, mentioning a couple of meetings coming up this week after Warwick's tab card today, Townsville with the tab program Thursday. Saturday, the tab meetings are Rockhampton and, uh, T- and Toowoomba. Shout out to Chinchilla with their tab meeting on the grass track for next Monday the 20th. And the non-tab meetings, as we highlighted, Bar Calden and Mount Isa each postponed a week, so they line up this coming Saturday, along with Mariba, as we just mentioned there, with Peter Rowe and the S-Jock club are racing in southeast queensland this coming saturday as well but tony i believe you might have been at the Mackay meeting yesterday where that country heist winner bold zip provided talia fenlon with her hundredth winner congratulations talia a hundredth winner one milestone pass of course justin stanley comes up with the treble as he often does and chris whiteley a uh, double but i believe you would have been on track there tony when that uh, record for talia fell it's uh, It was great to be able to get back to uh, the country races like that and just duck in unannounced and you, know, you sort of turn up and people go, hang on, 
I recognise the face, but what are you doing here on a Monday? And that's the beauty of being on a little sabbatical at the moment, Rob. You can just duck into wherever you feel like and catch up with a whole heap of people around the stable block in the jockey's room and go and enjoy a cold lemonade. No, a really, really enjoyable day. And well done to the Mackay Turf Club with the uh, the program that they had there yesterday. Uh, a, a nice little crowd for a Monday, coinciding, of course, with Adelaide Cup Day and Canberra Cup Day. Uh, I think there needs to be more of these Tab Monday programs around the place, whether it's something like the major provincial meetings or some of these country clubs that I see coming up. Like I know that, uh, as we said, Chinchilla next Monday. Longreach have got a Monday tab meeting uh, not too far away. Thangul's had a couple of goes at it. I really do think that there is the possibility to expand more and more on that. I know there's difficulties in having, especially with the uh, the real country clubs, where it's all volunteer-based, getting them to be available for the Mondays. But I think there's a real opportunity there for uh, uh, racing in Queensland to expand into that. And I know it's something that RQ is certainly working towards. Yeah, it's a work in progress, but uh, one that was successful yesterday, as you said, with Adelaide Cup Day. And congratulations, ex-Queensland jockey Sheridan, Sheridan Tomlinson getting a, uh, a win there. I think it was an extra mile on Adelaide Cup Day, his first win for his uh, bosses down there now. And, of course, that country heist that was at Mackay, the next one of that series uh, goes to Toowoomba on the 25th of uh, March. But big racing this weekend, Tony, as uh, there always is on the Saturday prior to the Cutis March sale next Monday, Tuesday. And, of course, the jewel, the Cutis jewels are the feature events at Dooman on the uh, weekend. But we go back to 2022 when She's Got the Boom was the two-year-old Cutis jewel winner. At the 4.50, she's got the boom from Better Rain. Up into third, Glamborghini, followed further back by Even Now, and Bernie's goal right towards the outside and further back to Refield. She's got the boom, the leader, trying hard, Better Rain. The inside, Glamborghini runs home and further back to Even Now, and also Bernie's goal, but she's got the boom, kicking well. A length and a half in front from Better Rain and Glamborghini, late toe the line, but she's got the boom in front, and she's got the boom, has got the jewel. She's got the boom from Better Rain, photo three. Third, even now toe the line. She's got the boom taking out the Aquas cutest two-year-old jewel at the Gold Coast last year. Of course, with the Gold Coast course proper track being uh, 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 say rectified, being renovated at the moment. That's the word, Tony. Um, the jewels have been transferred to Doomba this coming weekend, Rob, and uh, some wonderful nominations there for the uh, Sky Racing cutest jewel for the two-year-olds and Channel 7 cutest jewel for the three-year-olds. But, yeah, it's amazing to go back and have a look at what happened 12 months ago. There are some times when something comes along and happens, you think, how can that be only a year ago and other times you think no that was much more time between now and then uh, that horse now with Desley Foster and uh, previously with Steve O'Day and Matt Hoisted and better rain the runner-up young Tom Smith in uh, Rockhampton uh, came out of the sales the cutest smart sale I like the fact that the time goes quick between these sales Tony one of the exciting mm -hmm. times of the year and none better than to tell us about it than our uh, Queensland Breeders President and the Australian Thoroughbred Breeders President uh, Basil Nolan joins us this morning uh, again on Bushbeat. Good morning to you, Basil. Another exciting sale in front of us. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tony. Welcome back, Tony. It's great to hear your voice again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it is an exciting sale. I think um, I think probably, and I know it's an old cliche, but I think probably every sale, um, somebody says it's the best catalogue, but I have been going to these sales for far too long and I have never been to a acutist sale where the leading two-year-old sire in Australia is is uh, represented by 44 yearlings at acutist sale. I think that's a, I think that's a feather in feather in the breeders' cap or feather in um, 
in Lyndhurst and Yarramalong for standing this horse, and, and I think uh, he's obviously the, win- the sire of the winner of the uh, Magic Millions, and I think that's, uh, that's a real feather in Queensland's breeding cap. Yeah, better than ready standing out, but uh, alongside him, Spirit of Boom. And uh, it's been a while since in Queensland sales we've had two outstanding stallions. Uh, their lots dominate the sales. But, uh, Basil, you're, you're right when you say this sale has continually grown. You go back to 2010. That's as far back as I go, by the way. The average was about 17,000. Last year, the average was 38,829. The median was 30,000. It's been a real growth. Do you see it um, stabilising at all this year? I know every time you guys go to the sale, you're wondering how it's going to go. But uh, is the trend there to suggest the average will uh, stabilise around that or you think it's going to be a little bit of growth factor again? Oh, I hope it's a bit of growth factor for, for breeders. Um, um, Rob, you always you always want to look on the bright side. Uh, obviously, Spirit of Boom is the sire of 10 individual two-year-old winners this year and two stakes winners. So uh, uh, you've got a... And he's got 22 yearlings in the sale. So you've got... Um, a great platform to build on to, to make this make this a growth sale. Obviously, now with Cutis the way it is, um, obviously with 85,000 to win every Saturday at uh, in metropolitan area for uh, for a filly. And um, going back a few weeks, it was interesting to note that uh, New South Wales is probably the benchmark of of um, prize money. Uh, ran a, a listed race called Alonro Stakes, and the filly that won at Eagle Farm that day won more prize money. So uh, but, I think Queensland trainers and Queensland owners should be looking at at this this sale to uh, to buy a cutest horse and to uh, to race here in Queensland. Obviously, Queensland Racing's done a marvellous job with the with the innovation of extra prize money, and uh, I I've been. A long time, and I've never seen it a better time to race a horse in Queensland than at the moment, really. I mean, um, when you get prize money like that every Saturday, and and then, of course, you go to the country and you're getting 30000 to win a race up there So uh, uh, with a cutest filly. So it's, it's, it's a little bit less for a cult, but it's still very, very good prize money. So I'd, I really can't... I really hope we don't see a downturn in, in, the, in the prices because... Uh, I hope that um, people realise how much money there is available to race for every week here. I I think you'll get, again, plenty of country and city buyers because now, Basil, I think four-year-olds now in the city, it's been uh, right through in the country, all ages uh, in the country, and we've often commented it's just not going on cutest maiden races, benchmark races, open company races are being selected. And and now the good news is uh, the 2022 foals in the future I uh, do believe Cutis free payout, a uh, pay up, no cost involved for Cutis uh, from 2022 onwards. No, that's correct, Rob. That's correct. Um, Racing Queensland uh, have decided that 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 is what's going to happen. Obviously, the breedback horses or the Class B horses still have to pay up, but uh, if it's a Class Class A horse, which is sired by a Queensland stallion, there's no pay up for for that that. Uh, for the foals at the moment, so uh, that's that's a, another feather in uh, feather in Queensland Racing's cap. 
fair to say, Basil, there's a few stallions waiting in the wings to really uh, shine. I mean, you've got Heroic Valor. He's only got three rolls on the track under the Louvre. Encryption hasn't had many runners yet. You've got Power, Jungle Cat. I'm only naming a few of them. Zuberg's another one. They're all they're all sitting there waiting in the wings maybe to produce the next uh, champion. Uh, I mean, there's a dominance of uh, Better Than Ready and Spirit of Boom, but we've got a lot of depth now coming through that these other stallions uh, present to buyers. Yeah, I hope I uh, hope uh, some of those other horses can can come on and and uh, uh, take well, well not take the place of better than ready and and spirit of boom, but be up there with them and and uh, and do a good job for for Queensland. I mean, obviously, obviously you're only as good as your last winner, so uh, obviously there's, uh, there's there is there is some young horses coming through, and hopefully uh, other horses that have just gone to start. Uh, can come along and, um, you know, obviously the, the Pirata and those sort of horses that, that stand at Aquas um, and the Mission, uh, some horses that are really going to going to make their mark, I think, in, in years to come. Basil, take your so uh, TBQA... Really, really a, sorry, go on. Sorry. sorry no, go on. You go. I, I, just, think, I just think that the, that the depth of, of Queensland Stallions is only going to get better and better. I mean, uh, obviously, new season horses coming online and stuff like that. Are, are, are always, it's always interesting to see what what new season horses are going to stand at start. And I think we have really lifted the bar for the breeding industry, and um, so that's good for everybody and good for the buyers because uh, they get to choose from some very good, well-bred, well-performed horses. I was going to say before we let you go, uh, take your TBQA hat off uh, for a moment and your your uh, Breeders Australia cap off. Put on that very familiar white uh, straw Raheen hat that we see you in at the sales. Which is the best of the twenty five or twenty six uh, uh, the Raheen draft that I should be uh, directing Beauty people to go and in inspect in? Come on, Basil, I'd like a done. head start. <laughs> <laughs> you always get a head start, Rob. <laughs> uh, look, no, they're, they're a nice bunch of horses, but really we had a parade the other day and uh, I thought they paraded very well. Uh, obviously, um, we've got a, another couple of parade, well, parade today. And um, no, there's some nice, some very nice horses, I think. And uh, I think some of, some of the, all of them will suit somebody's budget, I hope. I hope some of them, uh, um, you know, can find a home. I hope all of them can find out. Put it that way. <laughs> it's always nice to head to the sales with full trucks and go home with empty. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But it's pretty hard to do at times. But anyhow, uh, hopefully that it's going to be uh, going uh, to be the, a uh, magic million sales for and, uh, this coming weekend. Yeah. Thanks. Friday, they'll be there to be uh, inspected, and I'm sure there'll be a good crowd at Raheen. They always get looked after well, Basil, and uh, and we'll be asking you to uh, point us in the right direction. We'll catch up with you Friday and good luck uh, to all breeders on a great sale coming up thanks Rob thanks Tony thank you very much Basil good on you Basil time always, on the wing so we've got uh, a one uh, last guest to squeeze in before we go Rob no, no. whoops I'm not sure whether we... Yeah, no, we're right now. Um, I'm not sure whether um, we've got a moment to be able to squeeze him, but I think we have. Tony McMahon's with us, who's ready to head off to the sales as well. G'day, Tony. G'day, Tony. How are you? Yeah, I'll be very quick. Uh, 
the big news is Springshaw St. Patrick's Day races last Saturday had a phantom meeting. They had 600 people there. They couldn't get over it. And that uh, meeting was their first phantom meeting. And now Racing Queensland has granted them the date for that meeting that wants to go ahead last Saturday to go on to uh, Saturday, June the 18th. So that's great news. Same prize money, same program. Fabulous. Uh, we've got Murrumbah Racing on Saturday week. $200 for all jockeys attending and $50 for all unplaced horses. So uh, that's, that's also good news. And, uh, of course, as you said the other day, as you said previously, all the uh, TAB, non-TAB meetings washed out last Saturday at Innisfail. Had 250 mils of rain, apparently, leading up to it. Must be a fantastic track and had a, a wonderful day. Mm, no, it was great to see, as we highlighted with Peter Rowe, they, they were in doubt of even holding the meeting there and thought they may have to transfer it to Cairns. And by the time they got the last race, they got on a soft five. So it was wonderful to see that go through. I imagine you've been thumbing through your Magic Millions catalogue quite heavily over the last couple of weeks, ready to bid this coming week? Yeah, looking forward to it. But a big contingent of Rockhampton people coming down. A lot of them are, are going to Doombin on Saturday. And, of course, quite a few uh, football fans up here, Broncos fans, are heading out to Suncorp Stadium on Saturday night and coming down to the... Uh, sales ring early on Sunday to have a look at all the horses parading and, and what have you and go to the barbecue. So yeah, looking forward to it. A lot of horses will be coming back to Rockhampton. There's no doubt about that. These tours have been going now for something like 30 years, so it's quite incredible. And Tony, and there'll, just... be, there'll be one horse that he'll be standing beside uh, during the sale, lot 114 out of his great mare Paradise Imperial out of power. I'm sure there'll be a heck of a lot of interest, Tony. The photo you sent me, I, I know there'll be a lot of people checking her out. Yeah, she's a cracker of filly. As I said, uh, I'm not bidding on her. It's a genuine sale. I'll be up on the rostrum there with Neville Stewart. Very genuine. Uh, I've had the two knee replacements and the smashed-up shoulder, so I can't train anymore. So uh, I just hope she goes to, to a great home because she's a magnificent uh, filly and just looks like a mother and behaves like a mother, so she should run. We'll look forward to catching up with you. Uh, and, of course, Jean, and happy birthday to Jean for the other day. I might have missed doing that, uh, uh, getting to us. Uh, happy birthday, Jean, and I'm sure there'll be celebrations of plenty at the uh, March sale Monday, Tuesday, Tony. Good morning to you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Rob. Another busy show out of the way. It's amazing how much territory we can cover when we've had four <laughs> meetings washed out on the weekend, Rob. We often think, what are we going to talk about this week? But there's always something in country racing. And, uh, you know, Basil mentioned Spirit of Boom, one of the stallions uh, highlighting the sale. And, and when we look through the results through country Queensland, there are at least two, I remember, commenting on this morning. They just bob up everywhere and uh, they're great adverts for Queensland breeding. But we'll be back next week, Tony. Uh, anyone just uh, wants to get information to us, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and we look forward to seeing the nominations come through for all those non-TAB meetings coming up this Saturday in country Queensland. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thanks to Rob Luck, Tony McMahon, Basil Nolan and Peter Rowe for all joining us on Bushbeat this week. Good luck to the clubs racing this weekend. The non-tab meetings uh, rescheduled at Bar Calden and Mount Isa along with the meetings at Esk and Mariba. And we'll be back to report on that for you on Radio Tab next Tuesday on Bushbeat.